Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthews, I'm of course William Mo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey, what's up? How's it going? Not much, man. Um, you know, just glad to be on the show with you. Yeah, glad to be on as usual. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for coming on the show. Uh, I want to wish you guys. Hopefully, you all have a wonderful Fourth of July weekend. And um, you know, on today's show, we're going to talk about the, the pay-per-view events with WWE uh, Money in the Bank that went down earlier uh, today. We're also going to talk about last week's um, AEW uh, versus uh, uh, New Japan Wrestling um, Forbidden Door event that happened last week. We'll also talk about the, the big Knicks trades, you know, moves, Reported moves, Knicks uh, reportedly trading um, Obi Toppin to the Pacers for a couple of uh, second-round picks. We're also uh, going to talk about the, the Knicks uh, reportedly sign, allegedly signing uh, Dante DeVincenzo. De uh, um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the Mets and the Yankees are doing and uh, – Anything else that's going on in the world of sports? Um, of course, you guys know the number is 718. Oh, what was the number? Wait, let me make sure I'm getting the right number. Or is it? Oh, rather, it's 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to uh, talk about any of these topics some more. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, with that said... Um. Yeah, let's. Uh, oh yeah, but before yeah, before we we dive into the talk, yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a uh, a sad passing in uh, wrestling recently. Um, Draws, um, you know, Attitude Era star, who uh, infamously, um, you know, got injured in a in a match, I believe against D'Lo Brown, if I'm not mistaken, and you know he's been paralyzed for like. Over 20 years, he, uh, you know, he passed away uh, yesterday. So you know, rest in peace to to him. Yeah, sad. I remember when he was when he first came out, he was an unofficial member of the Legion of Doom when he first mm-hmm. made his debut, and then he went on to, you know, have a singles have have a singles career. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that was cut short. Uh, because mm-hmm. of that career-ending injury, and then he was right. confined to a wheelchair, you know, for you know the past twenty years. Twenty years, yeah. So right. my condolences go out to him and his family. Very sad. Yeah, same here. But um, yeah, let's um, I guess yeah, let's let's talk about money in the bank uh, before getting to the to the um, you know, the the Nick news and other stuff going on. 
Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the the pay per view event? It was a good event. It was a pretty decent. Um, mm-hmm. Some some good matches and some prize some surprises as well. Um, right. I thought it was a uh, it, it was it wasn't bad. Very good event. Mm-hmm. It was the first uh, event in London in over twenty years. Right. Which, which is shocking. Yeah. I, I thought there was a pay per view event in London. You know, between that time, but yeah, supposedly there wasn't. Yep. And do you remember what that last event was? I presume it's the the SummerSlam '92 with uh with Bret and uh versus uh British Bulldog. That is correct. Wow, like yeah, that that is like so shocking. Like that was such an iconic um event for them not to you know be back, let alone having a WrestleMania, which we've seen That's a lot before. Thirty years ago, right? Yeah, it is more than thirty. It was a '92, right? Yeah, '92. So that had been thirty years ago. So that no, that can't that, that can't be the last one. Let me see here. Because if they last... say more than more than twenty years, if, if they say more than twenty years, that uh, there has to be probably something that happened. Yeah, there, there, there has to be another pay per view event that, 90, that happened. Because ninety from ninety two on is that's thirty years. Yeah, there has to be another one. Let me see. Um. Wait, oh wait, there was an insurrection pay per view event, wasn't there? Wasn't there an insurrection pay per view event? Oh yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was back in two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah, insurrection. Like, yeah, let me. I remember that one. Um, insurrection. Oh yeah, I got the WWE in here. But also, I see there was a clash at the castle last year. Yeah, that happened like last year, but I don't think that was a paper. That oh, was like that was more live, raw, right? Like a live. Uh, no, it was like a. Was it like a live event that they made it into like a pseudo. Uh, pay per view event or something like that. Direction. Um, yeah, there, there, there was some insurrection events. Uh, uh, yeah, they were pay per view events. 2000, 2001, yeah. 2002, yeah. 2003. So that's why they said it, it's the last one in, in uh, 20 years. In 20 years. That, yeah. That, yeah. And then they also had the, uh, um, in in uh, um, Australia, they had the global warming one. And I think they recently had an event. But, you know, I mean, I agree with John Cena. You know, they should have been, a, a, you know, a pay per view event, you know, because, you know, it's such a memorable. You know, place where with diehard wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, John Cena was pandering a bit because if it was in Australia, you know, he would have been saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hear what you did. You say something or? No, no, I'm listening to what you're saying. Oh no, I'm saying. Do you think so? Like, you know how he was like hyping it up. You know, like they need to go back, and then of course, Christian Waller confronted him and said, you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be better in Australia, and he's, you know, he's. You know, front like, oh no, it wouldn't be kind of because you know he's trying to play to the crowd, the British crowd. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he if they if they were doing that 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 promo in Australia, he would have been you know hyping up that Australia would have been the better place. Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be great. I, I think um, UK would be the perfect non-USA place or Canada. Well, I mean, Canada has had WrestleManias before. Now I think about it, I mean, like, 
I mean, yeah, that would be the non, the first non-North American um, place to host it. Right. Or right. WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a great idea to bring WrestleMania to London. Uh, with, uh, they've, never, they've never had it in London before, I don't think. You mean WrestleMania? Yeah, I don't think so, right? Well, no, That'll no, they never time. had. It's only yeah. been uh, it, it's only been in uh, in in Toronto, uh, you know, Canada. Right. Other than that, it's always been in an American uh, venue. Yeah, that'd be, if you don't believe me, Axel Hogan. Yeah, no, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect but, to do it in outside of the U.S. for one. Yeah. Definitely would uh, create a buzz for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think they definitely will do it now. Now that um, you know, John Cena spoke about it. You know. Well, you know, the thing is, if they do it, you know, the the time, they have to take into consideration the time difference, so right, they most true. likely have to take place in the afternoon, like, what happened right. today. Oh, yeah, that is true. Good point. Um, let me see. All right, yeah, let's let's dive right into the thing. Um, you know, we had, uh, they had the Money in the Bank men's match. Uh, you know, they had Damian Priest, uh, Butch, L.A. Knight, you know, which was mine's and many people's favorite to win it. Logan Paul, another guy who was, you know, the dark horse to win it. Ricochet, Santos Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And, of course, we all know uh, Damian Priest uh, won, the, won the event by knocking off L.A. Knight, you know, off the ladder and, and climbing to the top. So, what do you think about uh, the match and you know Damian Priest as the winner? <laughs> I was I thought L.A. Knight was gonna win it. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, overall, the match was very good, very inter- entertaining, um, but the outcome was a bit disappointing. So, um, mm-hmm. but you got now you have another potential uh, champion that's gonna be in, you know in Judgment Day. So we'll see what uh, Damien Priest does with that uh, money in the bank. Yeah. He cashes it on either Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you can see the cracks starting to form in Judgment Day. Yeah. With uh, Finn Balor uh, talking to uh, Damien Priest after the match. But, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into that um, very soon. Uh, so, yeah, Damien Priest won that. Um yeah, in typical fashion, the, the 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 to me this should have been like a, uh, you know, a, a match that should have been deeper and deeper onto the card instead of the leadoff match. But yeah, should should have been should have been near the end. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, then they had Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Ronda Rousey and uh, Shayna Baszler. To become the new uh, WWE um, tag team champions, so congratulations to Liv Morgan and Kel Gonzalez reclaiming the, the tag team titles. Yeah, this was surprising to me. I was not expecting that Shane Baszler was going to betray Ronda like that. I didn't see that coming. I know not a lot of people did, but yeah, I guess it was bound to happen. Though. It'll be a good match at SummerSlam. Yeah, for sure. Uh, up next, we had Gunther 
defeat Matt Riddle. Now, this one was not predictable at all. And uh, Gunter retains as the, the, the WWE Intercontinental Champion. And then, yeah, Drew McIntyre come out and confront him. So uh, it looks like it'll be Drew McIntyre, Gunther, maybe at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That's yep. going to be a nice matchup right there. Mm-hmm. Had a whole uh, UK crowd pumped up for that. Oh, yeah. They probably PO'd that it, it didn't happen tonight. Yeah. Um, then you had Cody Rhodes. I wish uh, wish uh, Drew McIntyre could have had his sword and beheaded Gunther like McLeod <laughs> and Highlander. The Highlander, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they can only be one intercontinental champion. So yep. I guess Drew, Mac- Drew McIntyre is willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, get that intercontinental title. So yeah, never know. Uh, but Cody Rhodes, you know, he defeats uh, Dominic Mysterio. I think Cody Rhodes was a former intercontinental champion, you know, during his dashing days, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. At least he was a United States champion or something like that. Probably won both. Yeah, I think um, the one that Yeah, he was the Intercontinental. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember for sure. Yeah, he brought back the Intercontinental, um, the the original design. Now that I think about it, many years ago, you know, before he left for you know AEW. So yeah, Cody Rhodes defeats Dominic. Uh, this I feel like a, uh, this was a bit. That match was a bit too easy for Cody. I could, mm-hmm. wanted to see more from Dominic in that match. Yeah. I think maybe because he's a heel, you know, they wanted to see him get his comeuppance. But, yeah, it, that was an easy match for him. Yeah. He could have he probably pinned him with just a Cody Cutter. Yeah. Before, you know, without even going to the um the uh, crossroads. Because, yeah, that was like a raw match. He didn't, even, like, he didn't really put up a fight, Dominic. Yeah, that, that was a disappointing match. But if that match was disappointing, the the women's uh, uh, ladder match definitely made up for that. You know, you had Io uh, Sky, Bailey, uh, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Zelina Vega, and uh, Zoe Stark. Yeah, it was a, a great finish. You know, they had, um, you know, Zelina Vega hit the cold red, you know, off the ladder, you know, injuring uh, Zoe Stark. Um, you had um EO uh, Bailey betraying EO Sky by knocking her knocking her knocking her off the ladder, and then but EO um EO Sky got her showed that she's the true genius of the sky, as her nickname, you know, has always claimed you know her to be, when she used the handcuffs that uh, Trish and uh, Zoe Stark used on uh, Becky Lynch. And uh, you know that that part that scene that uh, that part was kind of surprising to me because you know we all assumed she was going to be handcuffed to the um, to the ring post, and you know she she avoided it, but you know I, I assumed she was going to somehow get handcuffed to the ring post eventually, and then uh, you know Sky basically handcuffed um, her uh, Becky Lynch uh, into uh, Bailey. Uh, arm, both of their arms, and basically used Bailey, you know, you know, to, as a way to climb up the the corporate ladder and the literal ladder to um, become the new number one contender. So this should be the end of EO EO Sky and probably uh, what's the name of her group again? Bailey's group again? Um, darn it, the the name escapes my moment, my mind for the moment. 
Um, God, what was the name? What's the Bailey's group name again? I, I forgot it. Um, I'm forgetting too for some reason. Yeah, it escapes <laughs> me. Um, control, damage control. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, that that looks like that's gonna be the end of it because I think Dakota Kai is injured. So maybe yeah. that that that's probably gonna be their way of ending it. Um, because you know Eos Kai is gonna probably be a turn baby face. Um, yeah, good match. Uh, Trish and Zoe Starks, you know, they, they, they were a great double team. Um, yeah, all in all, all, all the women did a great job, for sure. Um, you had Seth Freakin' Rollins defeat, uh, Finn Balor for, you know, uh, to retain the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, that was a good and, match. I like that. Yeah, it was a good match, and of course, you know they had Damian Priest teasing that he was going to enter the match, like just like how um, Seth entered the match at WrestleMania many years ago. I think it was WrestleMania 30. It was WrestleMania 30. Let me do the math in my head. Uh, when Seth Rollins uh, entered himself into the the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match, and it turned into a triple threat match when he finally won the title for the first time. Um. Yeah, so, and then, of course, after the match, uh, Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest were arguing with each other. So, you know, um, yeah, some, something's got to give with that. There's going to be a power struggle. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Damian Priest will kick Finn Balor out of the group. It looks like that might happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think a- right now the leader is uh, Mommy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rio Ripley is definitely the leader of the group. Yeah. Hands down. Um, And then you have, uh, last but not least, you have the Usos defeating uh, the Bloodline. And this marks the first time that Roman Reigns has been pinned since... uh, um, what's his name again? Um, Baron Corbin defeated him. Uh, I think it was December of 2019. So you know, congrats to the Usos. Yeah, that was uh, a Jay very Uso. that was a yeah. very great match. Yeah, the Bloodline Civil War match, uh, tag team match, lived up to the hype. It was a great match. And uh, yeah, the the Usos man, they were in Superman mode, man. They were kicking out of moves that normally would have got them defeated. Um, and yeah, Roman Reigns got his butt kicked. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he was pinned. This is the first time mm-hmm. in three years, over three years that he's been pinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens defeated him, you know, um, it was uh, Sosa Cole who took the the pinfall. Yeah, this time it was Roman Reigns. Like no no uh, no ifs ands or buts about it. Roman Roman Reigns. Got the L and got pinned. Excuse me. So yeah, all in all, it was a good pay per view event. And yeah, I, I, I would I would give it a, a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Decent. Yeah. Good pay per view event. You know, showed promise, but wouldn't say it's an all time classic. I mean. The the UK crowd elevated 
the event, you know, making it a big, a big, you know, pay-per-view feel. But then that the the card, you know, it was it was okay, you know. And um, shifting gears to um, AEW, they had their pay-per-view event, um, the forbidden, the um. The, um, what was it? The, the Forbidden Door, I should say. Yeah, so basically, yeah, here, here's what happened there. Tom Lawler, he defeats uh, Serpentico, I should say, uh, in a singles match. Mogul Embassy, Swerve Strickland, Toa Leona, Brian Cage, and Bishop Khan uh, defeated Chaos and El Dorado in an eight-man tag team match. Athena, formerly known as Amber Moon, defeated Billy Starks uh, in a woman Owen Hart tournament first-round match. Uh, El Fantasmo defeated Stu Grayson in a singles match. In Gomales de Japón. Yes, they that one has Shinjo Tagaji, uh, Bushi, and Hiromo Takahashi. They defeat <laughs> the United Empire, which has Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP in the six man tag team match. Yeah, MJF retained the title against um, Hiroshi uh, Tana, Tana, Tanahashi. In a singles match for the AEW title, which MJF, no surprise there, retained. CM Punk defeated uh, Satoshi Kojima. That's what is that, confused, what is that match? Is, what's his real name? Who? Mata, okay, Mata maybe. Sayoshi? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, he, he defeats him, Kojima, not to be confused by Hideo Kojima, who made the Metal Gear Solid stuff with Konami back in the days. Um, so, oh, what's his name? CM Punk defeated um, Kojima in the men's uh, Owen Hart tournament first round. Orange Cassidy defeated Saber, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuri Shibata, and Daniel Garcia uh, in a foray match for the AEW International um, Championship. Then you had the elite Hangman Adam Page, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and Tomohiro Ishii defeat the Blackpool Combat Club, which has, uh, of course, John Moxley, Willa Yuta, Claudio Casanoli, of course, formerly known as uh, Cesaro, Kansuki Tekashita, and Shota Yumino in a 10-man tag team match. Um, then you had Tony Storm uh, retain the title against Willow Nightingale. So uh, Tony Storm remains the AEW women's world champion. Then you had Will Ospreay defeat Kenny Omega to become the new IWG, the IWG, uh, GP, um, 
United States heavyweight champion. Congrats to Will Osprey. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Niato defeated the Suzuki Gods, which is, of course, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Sukuzi. Suzuki, I should say. <laughs> In a six-man tag team match. And then last but not least, Brian Danielson defeats Kasuki Okada. Basically, what happened in the Forbidden Door um, pay-per-view event. And um, shifting gears, something we thought would have been the Forbidden Door for the New York Knicks would have been trading away uh, Obi Toppin uh, and especially giving up nothing for him, just getting back two second-round picks for him in a salary dump, which, I mean, that's, you know, kind of messed up that Obi Toppin's uh, career is, you know, allegedly done if this these deals go through, this deal the deal goes through. And, I mean, like, Obi Toppin has so much potential, but he never had a chance to, to shine, you know what I mean? He's had some he's had some games if um Randall was hurt where he did come through um in the starting role, but yeah, he was basically forever blocked by uh Julius Randall. And him having a, a reported argument with um Tom Thibodeau after they got locked, knocked out, you know, basically showed the there was writing the writing on the wall. And he basically um you know, he basically moved, you know, he, you know, he basically um, is going to get a new start with the, uh, with the, the Pacers. And, yeah, um, uh, man, I hate that, man. They, they could have, uh, Topman could have been something, man. He could have been something. The, the Knicks, you just, you just traded for draft picks. Come on. You could have got more for him, I think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's messed up, man. He's a fan favorite. He literally grew up in Brooklyn, grew up a a, a Knicks fan, and to you know like stuff out his dream of of you know helping the Knicks potentially winning a championship is like, you know it sucks, man. Like, like this guy literally, literally bled orange and blue. He gave it all he got, and he never even he never even had a chance. And the insult to injury, they just recently signed his brother, younger brother Jacob, Jacob Toppin. To a deal, and they you can't even have the, the the two brothers play with each other. Yeah, you can't even have them playing with each other. Yeah, but I heard that uh, you know, Toppin was unhappy with his role recently, and as he should, a lot of friction with him and the organization. So that was one of the reasons why he was traded. Yeah, man, that's messed up, man. How his career ended like that? And yeah, then, it is messed up. And then, you know, um, Derrick Rose, another guy they didn't use, and that, that was supposed to be Thibodeau's boy, he, he didn't even play him in the playoffs. And then, of course, now he signs a two-year deal with the Grizzlies. So, yeah, that's a, a good move for him. You know, he, you know he, a, a place where he'll have more of an opportunity to play. And, uh, you know, best of luck to him. Thibodeau, uh, this year, if Thibodeau doesn't do more with this team, I think he should be let go. Mm-hmm. Because he should develop the young guys more. Yeah. 
He's too he's too dependent on Randall. And Randall's too you know, erratic, you know, to be a leader. You know what I mean? Like Randall, you know, on paper is supposed to be our best player, you know. But, you know, Brunson man, he took he took the reins of of, of the team. And uh to me, for the Knicks to be a championship caliber team, they gotta they gotta get rid of Randall and replace him with somebody who's a legit superstar. You know, a two way player. But those guys are not easy to find. And when they're there, you know, they don't want to come to the Knicks, so but, you know, in positive news the Knicks um did sign a guy um who um Brunson and Hart are very familiar with and of course that's Dante uh Vincenzo. You know, the guy he you know, he you know, he, he was uh playing with the Warriors and of course he was a former teammate on Villanova with uh Brunson and um a Hart, which oh yeah, by the way, Hart did sign a, a what, a four year uh, he signed a, a a contract extension and his contract if he signs the extension will improve the deal to to four four it'll be a four year eighty million contract eighty million dollar contract. But right now it's a one year two point twelve point five million dollar contract I think it was because he opted in the player option. But yeah, I mean I think that's a great move. You know they signed you know Vincenzo. He you know he has you know the you know success playing with Brunson and and um, and of course Hart. Obviously it's different playing in college. But you know it's good to have guys you know who you know who have that rapport with each other who you know, who who won on, you know, the highest level of college basketball. So hopefully they could parlay that into winning basketballs in uh in New York. Yeah. And a deeper I, run. Yeah, I agree. I mean I think uh I think it's a good move for the Knicks. Uh gives them a guy who could provide some shooting off the bench and scoring off the bench. He had a good season with the Warriors last year and he's familiar with Brunson and and Hart, who he played with on uh, in college, so uh, I think he'll fit right in. Add more depth to our bench now that we've lost Toppin. So I think uh, it's a good signing. Yeah, hands down. I, de- I definitely think it's a great signing for sure. And um, oh yeah, and then plus there was rumors that you know Knicks, you know, might trade for. Um, you know, Damian Lillard, who finally acknowledged that he wants to be traded, but he most likely wants to be traded to the Heat or the Nets. Uh, the Knicks don't even make his top four from what he was talking about. Um, so, yeah, even though Hart was a former teammate of his and Hart has been lobbying for him to be, to get traded to the Knicks, but, yeah, I mean, there's been rumors of Hart, I mean, of Lillard getting traded to the Knicks for many, many years, but yeah, I mean, as much as I like Damian Lillard as a player, I mean, there's not really a fit, you know, because now we have Brunson, you know. So I don't see both of them having sharing a backcourt. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then, of course, you know, there's always the rumor of, of you know, Paul George. And then, uh, and then the more recent rumor is um, James Harden, which I think they should stay away from James Harden because uh, 
James Harden, you know, he's a ta- talented player, but, you know, he to me he doesn't seem like a winning type of player, kind of like uh, his uh, former teammate Westbrook. You know, th- those guys, you know, they love to score, but their teams don't really go nowhere. Well, Harden likes to con- he likes to hold the ball. He likes to control the pace of the game mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, hold the ball. So I don't think that's going to work with, with him and Brunson together in that backcourt. Yep. So I, I don't think I don't think it'll be a good fit. I agree. Yeah, so we will definitely see what happens uh, once the moves become official. I think on Thursday is when they can officially announce the moves that that happen. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And, um, yeah, quickly, the Rangers, the Rangers made some, uh, some moves, you know, they, um, they signed Jonathan Quick, who who, who won uh, some Stanley Cup championships, uh, he's going to be the backup for, uh, they drafted Gabriel, uh, Parowol, I don't know how you pronounce his name, um, you know he th- this guy he he scored like like crazily insanely in uh in the USNTPBP and um yeah he you know he he had 79 assists in a single season and um yeah he should he should be um a great addition to the to the blue shirts this uh, coming season. And then, of course, you know, they they signed Peter Laviolette, you know, the former Stanley Cup uh, head coach, former coach of the Islanders. Um, but, yeah, they made some, uh, you know, veteran moves with some guys who have uh, championship pedigree with, uh, with Quick. And then they also... Um, they also signed uh, Nick Bonino, also. Um, so yeah, they and then they also signed uh, Blake Wheeler. So yeah, they they definitely retooling um, this upcoming year, and having a guy you know, Jonathan Quick, you know, a guy who they you know has some history with the Rangers, facing off against them. You know, I think it's a you know, a great signing to have a guy like that, you know, as a, as a, as a backup goalie. Um, but yeah, let's uh, shift gears to baseball. Congratulations to Yankees, uh, Don, um, you know, Domingo Herman, uh, through, through a, a, you know, a perfect game a few days ago. The Yankees have more perfect games than anybody, any team in history. And, yeah, man. So you know, congrats to him and, and the Yankees. Um, Yankees didn't play well, um, you know, today or, or lately, but at least they threw a perfect game, you know, to cement their place in history. So congrats yeah. to him. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, coming into that game, you know, Herman uh, had allowed 15 earned runs on 15 hits. The five and one third innings over his previous two starts, 
So in that in the game that he pitched a perfect game, I mean, he looked like he he, he looked like Cy Young, you know. Guy mm-hmm. threw seventy two of ninety pitches, ninety nine pitches for strikes, mixed in fifty one curveballs, thirty fastballs. Uh, he averaged ninety two point five miles per hour, seventeen changes, one sinker. I mean, he was almost un- unhittable in that game. Well, he um, was. He was perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was perfect. And the Yankee offense, which has been inconsistent all year, they uh, helped them a bit too, scoring, uh, what, 11 runs, I think, in that game. You know, so, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great night, great win. But, uh, yeah, props to Herman, you know, getting that a perfect game. It was the first no-hitter that we had since uh, Kluber, I don't know, hit her back in uh, 2021, I believe, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But a uh, fourth perfect game in the organization's history. So, yeah, congrats to him again. Yeah, and, uh, you know, shifting gears uh, to the Mets. Happy Mets Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> yep. Yes, we saw the Mets celebrated in style with with the power man, of man, they have to kick themselves over that deal because the dude is making more money than he would have if you guys had just paid him the full contract back then. I know. Thanks, Steve Phillips, for that one. I, that to me, that that seemed like a boneheaded move. I don't, I don't see the point of paying a guy like that. I mean, if it was Piazza or somebody who actually like really did something in a Met uniform, I mean, it would have made sense. I mean, he had a lot of great moments with the Pirates before he signed with the Mets. You know, yeah. that would have made sense if the Pirates did that with him. But, yeah. Four more years. Four more years of Bobby <laughs> Monier days. Sound, sound like sound like three presidential elections. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he, he's he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be elected to get all these this paycheck, Man, whether we, we, uh, we vote for it or, or not. So yeah. it is what it is. Hopefully, by the time the contract ends, you know the the Mets will win at least some championship, or at least at the very minimum one, mercifully. But um, I guess um, time will tell. And uh, you know, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, Steve Cohen he did a, a press conference earlier this week to uh, basically you know, talk about the state of the team. <clears throat> and, you know, he said he's not going to fire anybody. Um, you know, he's not going to fire um, Epler, the GM, who, you know, I think out of everybody who needs to be fired should be him, more than a Buck Showalter. Yep. Um, you know, um, and he also said he's looking, for, he's still looking for a president of, baseball operation, so uh, most likely that's going to be David Stearns. Uh, he was the GM of the Brewers. The guy grew up a, a, a Met fan, and he, he was a Met intern before he uh, ended up uh, working with the Brewers for several years. And then, of course, you know, you got Theo, Theo Epstein, the architect of the curse-breaking uh Boston Red Sox team of uh, 04, a team you're very familiar with. No, I, course, I don't know them. <laughs> and of course the the O's, the 2016 um, 
you know, Chicago Cub team, you know, the, you know, the year after, you know, they were supposed to win the, the World Series, you know, according to the Back to the Future uh, movie. Uh, but, of course, on the day that they were supposed to win the World Series, they got swept by the Mets in 2015, you know, when the Mets went to the World Series in a losing effort. But, you know, we digress. But, um, yeah, so basically the Mets, you know, they're, they're almost 10 games under – they're probably, what, 10 games under 500. Uh, they did have, a, a you know, a great win today. They, you know, Verlander went seven innings. Um, probably struck out eight, maybe. Um, we had a home run barrage, I think, in the third or fourth inning. I think it was the third inning. Nimmo, um, Lindor, and um, uh, Francisco Alvarez, they all homered in the, the third inning, in the same inning. Um, Sam finished one for three, knocking, uh, you know, um, knocking Alonzo in for the fourth run. And, uh, you know, the Mets was able to hold on. Out of, you know, got the save. And uh, it was a much needed win. And Andrew Smith, he, he pitched a scoreless inning over relief. Because every time, every time Drew Smith comes into the game, with the exception of you know the Yankee game where he got uh, suspended without even throwing a pitch, every game he comes into the game lately this year, he gives up a home run. I mean, he's this year's Hanzo Robles, you know. But um, good thing the Mets was able to get the victory. The Mets only have four hits of the day, but they sure made sure all of them counted, you know when they basically drove in each run with a hit, um, capped off by the three home runs in the third. So props to the Mets. Um, but they have a long way to... And were you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you cut out a bit. Yeah, I was uh, coughing a bit. So oh. I kind of muted. But yeah, all in all, uh, you know, go in by the Mets. Uh, but they have a long way to go. They have to try to reach 500 and potentially try to get a playoff spot. But to be honest with you, um, it's, it's long, the fat lady has saying, you know, in the opera house, the, the Mets ain't going nowhere. The Mets, if the Mets don't, don't uh, get the act right, they're going to be, they're going to be in last place. So there's nothing I can say about that. Yeah, I mean they gotta get their stuff together, man. Because the Braves, Braves have won six. As we we're, as we we're watching baseball in the bar last night, and we we're talking, Braves have won sixteen in the last twenty, and twenty-one and four in this in, in the month of June. Right now they're running away with this division, and Mets. Right now they they might just hope they have to hope just to make the playoffs. If they can make the playoffs. Talking about playoffs? Yeah. I mean, they gotta they gotta play good they, for the rest of the way. They have to play above five hundred ball to even think about making a playing or, or not playing, but um, walk hard. You know, mix it a walk hard round. Because I don't know if they can catch the Braves or not to even win the division. To be honest with you, they're not. Swear alert, they're not doing it. The Braves are like I don't know, like sixteen, at least sixteen games up on them. Like yeah. and they're, and 
that time I shouldn't have met her under 500, like 10 games yeah. under 500. Like, that's just, not good. I mean, I know the, this is the Mets. I know the Mets, you know, they make the miraculous possible. You know, you got to believe. I mean, the Mets have done, have had crazy comebacks, you know, unbelievable comebacks. But yeah, this, this team, man, they, they, um, they, they, they need a lot of work. I wouldn't say destroy the team. I wouldn't say sell out of Vino or, or, or trade, you know, the aces, Verlander and, and Scherzer. But yeah, man, this, this team ain't going nowhere fast. Wish I could be a bearer of good news. I mean, but yeah, man, unfortunately it is what it is. But, um, yeah, uh, on that note, um, uh, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, you know, um, just so everyone out there have a safe and happy July 4th. And, yeah, everyone just uh, enjoy the rest of the week and stay safe out there. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you said. And I hope everybody have a wonderful and blessed uh, 4th of July weekend. I hope you enjoy the 4th of July coming up uh, in a few days. And um, hope to see you guys next time. Hopefully, they'll be, you know, you'll enjoy the fireworks. Just like Brandon Nimmo's, you know, been enjoying this this uh, recent home run surge he's, he's been on. So, um, you know, we, we shall see. You know, we shall see uh, how all the teams are are doing, you know, as the season come along. So, again, Mac, I want to thank you for coming on the show, as always. Really appreciate that. Yeah, anytime. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sports on the Legend. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.